Uh, really? You made it 10 seconds before you had to swig something? Swig a leg, chug a lug. It's my... You know, you should be well hydrated. Your mouth should be... Your gum should be ready to flap with no breaks. Because it's been practically a year since we've done this. It's been a while. A long time. The, the people won't know how long it's been. They'll just listen to the flow of episodes, and they'll be like, oh. I don't know. From all our fans, like we've got all these fans of our podcast, and they've had <laughs> no new material for a year. I could fit all the fans of our podcast in my car. Yeah, but I could fit 13 people in my Chevy Corsica. This much is true. So how much could um, you fit in your, in your Volvo? Probably 20. Um, you should be able to do 20. Find find mm. some find some find some skinny friends. You could do twenty. Although, have you ever written a formal apology to the uh, police force there in Providence for that? Shh. <laughs> hey, hey! My parents gave me a curfew to be back at the hotel, and it wasn't my fault that we had about fifty or sixty friends convene on a restaurant with absolutely no plans of getting home, and then looking at me. And another friend of mine, like, can you give us a ride? And I'm like, I came with five people, and I have to be back in my hotel lobby in 15 minutes. So, I don't know what you guys were doing. Why don't you walk back? So, yeah, 13 people, including, including my, my, my portly friend in the trunk. <laughs> we'd we'd pull up to a stoplight, and he would just be in the in the trunk, like batting on the trunk lid. Screaming, let me out! And people, the, passers-by, be like, what is going on? The human gag gift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. It, you, you know, you were just uh, being creative, working with what you had. It's, it's, it's to be commended. Mm-hmm. You know? You were given a, a set of parameters and you accomplished it in a very sort of circus clown, college, <laughs> frat room way of course of course when i got back to the hotel lobby and told told our parents what i did they just shaking their head like uh you know <laughs> how about you just come come in late and not risk everyone's lives um like i don't know i'm young <laughs> i was like 18 stop making stop expecting me to make good decisions when i'm 18 19 years old thank you you yeah, told, because me, the you next, told me 11 p.m I got back there at 11. It was probably like 11.02 when I rolled into that lobby. Because the next 30 years really upped the decision-making skills. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, you'd, like to, you'd like to think so. It's nice uh, not having a hurricane to worry about. Although you had, you had Freddy or Fredo. Yeah, Fredo. we had to shoot the gap. No, you didn't. <laughs> You wanted to shoot the gap. You could not shoot the gap. Oh, yeah. If we're talking about the Cumberland the gap. gap. However, you're not. I felt bad about that. I felt bad about it as well. As Although, I was laying in the bed of an Airbnb in Jacksonville and watching my return trip via the Blue Ridge Parkway slipping away. Yeah. Oh, you did. I thought you stayed with uh, your sister-in-law. Uh, they have cats. And Leslie's allergic. So we could hang out there for... Leslie could go about six hours with, uh, with allergy meds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, but we, we, we were there most of the time. We just basically, the Airbnb was like 15 minutes away and it was a place to sleep and occasionally shower. Well, that's what you get for coming up with an unoriginal road trip plan. So, so, oh, I, so let's all so, listen to your road trip. I think no, you already no, no, discussed no, 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 this road no, no, trip on the podcast. No, 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 Tell yes. tell the audience uh, what you attempted to do. So last year, before COVID struck, I put a deposit down on a larger touring-style motorcycle, something that could have some distance. Um, I've had motorcycles now for 15 years, uh, but they were all like, you know, run around town, maybe go for a couple hours. And so I sold my freeze, old bike. Freeze your hands driving in the middle of fall from Mount Greylock without yeah, gloves because you you're a dum-dum. You, I had gloves. They were just thin gloves. So I had to slap my hand on the gas tank to keep it from freezing solid. I was, um, I, was ready, I was ready without a motorcycle license to say, Andrew, drive my car. I will figure out how to ride your motorcycle, and we will switch <laughs> off until my hands freeze. It was uh, a, yeah, I was, like, ready to do that. So I had put down a deposit on a Concorde 14, uh, which is affectionately termed the Fat Ninja. Um, it's basically like their biggest sport bike turned into touring bike with drive shaft and big windshield and heated grips and all that. And then COVID hit and I'm like, okay, uh, should I buy this thing? And decided to move ahead with it, bought it, did a couple of trips last year but we wanted to do a big trip this year. And especially with things starting to open up, we could travel a little bit farther, the travel bans were, were lifted. So we wanted to do a trip to the Blue Ridge Parkway. And in the middle of all this discussion, uh, Leslie's parents were planning a trip to go see her sister Jessica down in Jacksonville. And they're like, you should come down to see us. So it's like, yeah, we can, we can swing around. You know, I was only planning to go to the mountains of North Carolina, but we can swing down to northern Florida. So, uh, kind of bounced it back and forth with you. And we decided, because I've never done the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, that I wanted to do that part. And you're like, you got to do the Outer Banks. If you're going to go out that way, you got to do the Outer Banks. I'm like, yes. So the plan was ride down the coast. Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, Outer Banks, end up in Jacksonville for a few days. And all that went swimmingly. Bit off a bit more than we could chew. You know, 550 miles in a day was a bit optimistic, shall we say. But we survived. Um, and then Hurricane Fred just kept coming up the Caribbean and decided to smash through the Florida Panhandle and just douse the Blue Ridge Parkway area. So the whole southern Appalachian Mountains just got slammed with rain right when we were supposed to head back into it. 
and we were watching it and trying to figure out can we still make it can we still do part of it and for a brief while I was thinking we would skip going up to Atlanta and just go up to maybe Charlotte and see if we could swing out to the mountains but in the end no we decided to stay east going back and which kind of bit us because there was a tail of Fred that reached down into coastal uh, Georgia and South Carolina, so we had to deal with thunderstorms and pouring rain anyways. Um, and then as we were heading back, we had Hurricane Henri heading up towards, North, towards New England, so it's like, and we've got to get back by this Saturday, and that Sunday, Henri hit New England and then smashed into the Catskills where we had come through before. So, you know, we had to time it between the two hurricanes. Made it through safely, dealt with not too much torrential downpour, not too much heat, heat going down, but uh, yeah, did 2,900 miles total on a motorcycle in a period of nine days, with three days basically being stationary down in Jacksonville, so it was intense, but it was fun. And now I just got to plan another trip to get the Blue Ridge Parkway that was the original impetus for the trip that did not happen. Yeah. I feel bad about that. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to, to trying it again, but having fresh tires. Because as I was riding down the coast, I'm looking at the uh, massive flat spot that I wore onto my tires. And I'm like, I don't think I'd want to have to dice through mountain roads on uh, what's left of this rubber. Mm. Yeah, so basically you were doing the polar opposite of the trip that I did last year, which was going to a wedding during COVID in outside of Atlanta, down the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, through Asheville, and into uh, Smoky Mountain National Park, and then down into Georgia, and then over to after I left, I went down to Savannah, up to Charleston, and then up to the Outer Banks, which is nice. So you got to see a lot of the Outer Banks that I got to sell last year, which was, which was really nice. I was uh, yeah, definitely got to go back there and spend some time. Yeah. At least you had good weather for that, anyway. And the weather back wasn't too. I mean, you stayed out of most of it on the way back, right? Yeah, we only had uh, we only had just the bit of rain that we were staying out of in the. Charleston area. We had to deal with that morning. Um, leaving Charleston, there was like thunderstorms in the overnight, and it was kind of wet for about an hour or so. And then when we got back up into Pennsylvania on the that would have been Friday, um, we had one spot. It was I think what was happening was Henri was like pushing all the storm stuff ahead of it. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, like the outer bands. Yeah, exactly. And and we're up in the Poconos, and I come around the corner. We're we're on like a little stretch of interstate, and I come around this like little mountain road corner part of it, and you sort of are revealed to this river valley in front of you. And this the interstate dips down. There's a bridge going across, and I could barely see the bridge for the rain that was gushing down on it. I'm like, okay. So we yeah. just pulled over on the tiny little breakdown lane that they had at that point with tractor trailers barreling past us so that way we could throw our uh, waterproof layers on and make it through without, you know, dying from exposure. 
Nice. Always fun. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. why I'm... I, I, like, I would have a hard time... When I see people with their motorcycles pull over under a highway, you know, overpass, and it's pouring rain, and it looks like it's going to be pouring rain for, you know, the next five hours, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know what you... I don't know what you do at that point. That's a little bit... Eh. Yeah, if it's yeah, consistent it's light, rain, light rain, it's fine. It's fine. If it's if constant it's heavy, heavy downpour, downpour, you know, we, you know, we basically we sought refuge at a Sheets, which is a wonderful place to seek refuge at. Mm-hmm. You know, the... Uh, I, I, the I, spent, I spent four hours sleeping in a Sheets parking lot one time. Perfect. <laughs> Stanton, Virginia. Right that off sounds of 80, like a, Right off of 87. That sounds like that a chapter like in a book. <laughs> four hours four sleeping hours in a Sheets parking lot. I gotta tell you, the uh, the Dr Pepper barbecue sauce for the chicken tenders was surprisingly good. Dr Pepper is a is a very very popular um, kind of base or add on for for a barbecue sauce. In fact, if you do air frying um, instead of pouring mm-hmm. in, you know, like a lot of people pour in um, beer. You know, for if they're going to be doing, you know, if they're going to be uh, doing like barbecue ribs or barbecue any, you know, any sort of pressure cooking. Um, and I saw one of the recipes said, do a, like a half cup of Dr. Pepper. And I was like, okay. I didn't, I didn't do it, but it looked interesting. And a lot yeah. of, the, a lot of those sodas will, will work well for cooking. Maybe not work out well for your waistband, but, you know. Okay. So we need to time out. Can we pause? Okay. Yeah, just let, let it run. Um, no, I no, I need to. I need to stop. Fourteen minutes. Because you, I need to. I need to turn. I need to switch to the headphones, but I don't think I can do it while I'm recording. Because I try to do it on Zoom, and I can't pick up my. So can we just stop recording and then, just combine the two audio tracks? Yeah, just go ahead and hit, ahead stop. And hit stop. All right. All right. And we're back. Back from what? I didn't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> we're back in the saddle again. You're going to edit Just this and people delayed. are going to be like, what is he talking about? Or they're going to say, what oh, am I yeah. talking about? I'll just find a, a, a nice slick spot to, to slide it in and people won't even know what's going on. Or not. Uh, let's so... On. So what uh, what trip are you working on? Mm-mm. No future podcast. Future podcast. What trip did we do together, brother of mine and wife of mine well, and friend of ours? Well, before we even talk about that trip, I want to. <laughs> I want to. I I would like to ask why you lol'd my comment about. I had fireworks to watch, and I would be ready to go at 9.30 tonight for this podcast. What was the LOL about? What was the LOL about? The, okay, so let's go back to a um, WhatsApp chat from earlier today. Uh, yesterday, we were discussing about podcasting for tonight, so we decided, okay, we'll put this together. And you mentioned, I'm going to a concert tonight over somebody's place at 5.30. I don't think it'll be too late. Podcast after. You're not the most timely person in the world. Okay. Okay. So I said, hey, you know, I don't have to be up early whenever. You're like, I don't have to. I have to be up early, but not super early. So it's like, okay. So 
Hadn't heard from you. It was getting close to 8 o'clock. So I shot you a message. And I said, what's your timing looking like? Just wanted to see where you're at. If we were going to do it tonight or not or whatever. Where you were. That's unnecessary. Yep. I said, what is your timing looking like? No pressure. And a response was, they have fireworks at 8.30. So maybe 9.30? Which I was expecting the next message I got from you to be 11. That's the LOL. Okay. That's very anticlimactic. I'm sorry. Most of my stories are. Anyway. Should so, I have a point? It would make it so much better no, for the listener. No, 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 no. I went to a very nice concert in Lemonster, and it was... TFDI. Uh, it wasn't my invite, although the way it looks, it looks like it's kind of open to just people to show up. Because it's at, I, actually, I forget the name of the condo complex, but we have some friends that live there. And they told me they had a they had a night of classical music a few weeks back. They were going to do Sinatra, I think, last week. But it was going to be either rainy or way too hot. One of the two. And then, um, and so they had it tonight. And, and so this place has a nice big field that kind of goes down. They have a big community gardens down there but before you get to the community gardens they actually have this really nice um, platform with a kind of um, you know it's not really a hard shell amphitheater but it's a you know they've got the big uh, posts and then they can you can hang a tarp and actually create a nice you know little temporary studio not studio but you know you play from there yeah so they had uh, they had a band that did uh, Sinatra songs so it was nice and it was you know good band it was good good singing and uh and then i and you know and and everything it was they have a lot of the local restaurants so what they do is they have i don't know if it's volunteers or if they pay you know they've got probably like 20 or 30 people there that will actually hand out food hand out drinks hand out i mean even you can even get like bud bud light and they had like small bottles of wine and um and the food was provided by a number of different local restaurants so I guess the restaurants provide the food free of charge. You know, it's it's good. It's not, you know, I mean, probably two $300 worth of food that they provide. And there's a number of vendors, and they do it for free. And they have, I guess, the owner of the condo complex, and he owns a lot of businesses and a lot of uh, properties in Lemonster. So um, he actually owns where the, uh, I think, where the fix is in Lemonster. But anyway, uh so he pays staff to then distribute food, distribute drinks. Uh, they even had ice cream at the end, and then and then they said, "Oh, we're gonna have they're gonna have fireworks too." That was another thing. They have fireworks, and so I'm thinking, you know, if you, if you're putting together fireworks, you know, for this small complex, it's gonna be, you know, maybe ten minutes with some nice fireworks, and maybe like a nice little, you know, nice little blitz at the end of you know. But I was not expecting much, and they certainly weren't, you know, like. <laughs> you know fireworks at the esplanade you know on july 4th when you know they basically light up half of boston um but it went on for a while it was like a good 50 at least 15 minutes and you know the ending was pretty intense i was i was i was impressed that they put together such a spread and it was all you know all free i was like wow so i don't nice. know if it's like i don't know if it's open to all lemonster people or but i know you know everyone that that lives there will go and you know, I got an invite from a couple that lives there, and 
they also invited another couple so it was it was nice it was very unexpected i thought it was just gonna go hear some people sing and you know i heard about food you know i guess they just did pizza the last time uh, but they had all these different restaurants that were there so that was uh it was good it was good i had a fun time and i didn't I like those little late. kind of community events yeah yeah it's it's i mean I, and i think because of covid it's been such a long time since we've really you know been able to enjoy anything like that so yeah so it was it was good um so yeah so i just wanted to discuss that before we go into so what do we oh we want to talk oh we want to talk about our <laughs> our 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 our, tra- our travels during covid which um i have to say that's been the nice thing about covid is you know okay i'm i'm, I'm working a tiny bit you know a little bit uh, collecting unemployment, being able to pay, you know, pay the bills, but having time, it was, you know, now not so much. I mean, this summer, it's crazy. I felt bad for you this summer because last summer when I did the trip that you tried to do this year, everything was cheap. Everything was, you know, I, I rented a car oh, yeah. for a week for like a hundred and it was under, it was under $200 to rent the car, like a full size car. I had a, a Nissan Altima for the week. And and the hotels were like forty, fifty bucks a night. It's like this year is completely opposite. Le- Le- Les- Leslie's parents wanted to get a minivan since there'd be six of us at her sister's house down there in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So they got a minivan for for like the three days or the two mm-hmm. days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two hundred bucks a day. It's it's nuts. It's I'm nuts. like a walk. <laughs> Uber. Yeah. Although although Seriously. although there are there are there are times where. When you can't get an Uber, I was talking to uh, a couple that was out in San Diego, and and he was like, "Should have just rented a car because you know they spent hundreds of dollars getting around San Diego with Ubers because it's you know people are collecting money and not working because they don't have to, and so there aren't as many drivers out there. You know, for us, I mean, goodness, we get asked all the time to to do these." You know, to do trips that unfortunately don't make sense for us, because our company acquired a company that was up in the Cape Ann area. So we have. Can anyone be in Rockport or Gloucester in like an hour? Okay. <laughs> like, well, if I take a shower and I get dressed and I get on in a car, I can be there in two hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's work is so herky jerky. Every, everything is so supply and demand is so jilted during covid because there was no demand so there was no supply now there's sudden demand and there's the supply is trying to figure out how to catch up and yeah you got a lot of sectors that just can't meet the demand so you know i mean last year was great because i got to go to you know i got to do the trip to georgia um i went to to maine for a week in October, you know, got to see, got to go to Acadia for the first time. Spent a few days there, you know. Drove out to uh, uh, to Lubeck, which is right on the Canadian border. Uh, it's the farthest east in the U.S. Went up to northern Maine, came back, um, then had that drive out to uh, to Denver to transport a car. It's like the first job I did in weeks, and that was great. Spent a few extra days because again. It was so cheap. My flight back was eighty bucks from Denver to Boston. Every hotel I stayed in was, um, 
I think the two nights in Denver were 60-something bucks a night. You know, I think the most expensive night was in Glenwood Springs, like 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like... But you know, I, I got to I got to I got to write a lot of that stuff off. I was for work, but um, yeah. So I mean, it was cheap. It was cheap to travel last year. This year, not, not so, so much. much. Although, although we were very fortunate. Well, I think we booked right before demand started to spike. And really, well, I think yeah. it, it, it followed the, the vaccinations. Yes. Because we you know. got... Because in Massachusetts, which it was pretty much the same for everywhere, trying to get vaccinations. And, and you know, we were... What were we, stage two or stage three? Stage two, but like level three, stage yeah, two. Yeah, it, like, it was like the second half of stage two, something like yeah. that. For transportation so, workers. Yeah, whatever it was. And it was the same for, for all of us. Um, you know... And we were able to, you know, we bypassed the state website, found a private website that basically accrued all of the state's information into a simpler, uh, easier to digest and figure out uh, data package and then figure out what we needed to do to actually get vaccinated. And we were vaccinated, I think, within, you know, the first two two or three days of being eligible, we were able to go get vaccinated. Yeah, it was so, definitely yeah. within that first week. Yeah. So the only difference was you had Pfizer. I got Moderna. So even though I got my shot first shot before you, you got your second shot about a week before I got mine. So um so yeah, we had to plan accordingly. But yeah, it was you know, we did our trip uh which was pretty epic. Um basically almost about as early as you could if you wanted to travel and be fully vaccinated. I mean, you could still have traveled and not have been vaccinated, but, um, you know, we didn't want to be irresponsible. Yes. Well, you know, at least as far as COVID goes. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be irresponsible when my health isn't on the line. So what were the parameters of this trip that we got to discuss? There's no nothing to really, no parameters. We just hopped to, <laughs> hopped on a plane, went to Chicago, got in an RV, drove it to Salt Lake City, flew home. In yeah. a very basic sense. In a very roundabout fashion, driving about, driving far enough to have driven from Boston to San Francisco, tucked in between Chicago and Salt Lake City, in a brand spanking new RV that I still have no idea how to turn the hot water on. <laughs> but that's okay because we managed emptying the black water tank basically every day was where are we going to eat where are we going to hike and where are we going to dump the black water tank <laughs> i wouldn't say that was every day but it was in our minds it was a constant presence <laughs> uh, so yeah we that was a pretty that was a pretty epic trip that was, uh, you know, we, you know, Andrew had talked about doing it before and I was not, you know, I'm when we're, you know, it's like you had discussed it before COVID even hit, you know, you're like, Oh, let's get an RV. Let's get an RV. And it was, uh, 
you know, it's like you do it in May, it's cheap. Um, but, you know, that's usually our heavy workload time. You know, May is like our money-making. That's like oh, April, yeah. May, June is we're just, we're cranking out work and we're making, that's that's where we make, you know, in four months we make probably, what do you figure, 50, 60% of our work in four months, those four months over the course of a year because we don't make that much over the summer yeah easily we the fall has the fall it takes a few takes the month of september to ramp up and then you have um thanksgiving which kind of shuts you off for about a week and then once you get to late Dece- you know the second half of december just everything falls off until end of january so it's you know those that kind of february march yeah five months february more, more march march april may june is like so it's like to leave on in May would be just uh <laughs> it's like okay we'll take you know 10 days but that's 10 days of not making money and you don't get to make it up. They have, so they, have it, they have Montreal to Vancouver available right now. <laughs> so yeah, we were able to uh rent an RV and we got it. We flew it, and we, you know, fortunately, we got those tickets early enough, where the pl- prices didn't spike it. So, yeah, we did. You know, for two hundred and ten bucks, I think it was. The flights were Boston to Chicago, Saint Salt Lake City back to Boston, and uh, that, that's the great thing about an RV. It's like you get an RV. You know, we hop in it. We're like, let's get to Denver because we had, we basically had nine days, nine actual days in the RV to go see stuff. Yeah. You know, even though our trip was 10 total days, it was, you know, you have two travel days and that's, it gives you about nine. So, you know, it was hop in the RV. Let's get to Denver. Just, just, we got to get to Denver. Let's go to Denver. And so, you know, we make our way and it took us, took us a little bit while because you have to stop and you have to. You know, we had, I know you and Leslie had brought your big suitcase and you were able to pack, you know, like a few pots, pans, a few things that we wouldn't have to buy. But, you know, we kept it simple. But you still needed to get food. You still needed to get some... Lou, you know. Malnati's. <laughs> yeah, so Mike, Mike needed his deep dish pizza. And... <laughs> We were landing in O'Hare, which is not anywhere close to downtown Chicago, and we were going in the opposite direction from yeah. downtown Chicago. And there's no way so, you want to take a giant RV into downtown Chicago if you can avoid it. <laughs> uh, even if you can't avoid it, you just don't do it. Yeah, I've, Just don't do it. I've seen the vacation movies. You, you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? That's pretty much... it's. You know, unless you plan to just drive, stay on the interstate, you just need to drive through Chicago to get to like Minnesota yeah. or wherever. But if you're trying to navigate anywhere in Chicago off the highway, oh gosh, no. Yeah. I mean, and I know where to go in Boston. I would never take an RV in Boston. I just, I just oh, wouldn't. God, no. Be like, nope, not worth it. Yeah, let's not go down Storo Drive with this giant RV. <laughs> <laughs> What am I, some brilliant mind about to go to BU or MIT? Only those people do that. <laughs> but I'll remind you of the greatness that Lou Malnati's salad was. 
which was out of left field. You're welcome. Mm. Yes. Who's who's the guy who's the guy trying to eat healthy over here? He's like, can we get a salad? And you're like, well, I guess if we have to get a salad. Oh, that's what I was. I was the full Eeyore against the salad. <laughs> and it was the highlight of the trip. The salad and 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 the great thing if I get I can have all the white dressing that I want because you guys just want the red. Oh, the red was amazing. Red. What's wrong with you? The red was so much better than white. The red was really good. But the white to me was just mind blowing. I'm sorry if your tastes just don't stack up to mine. Listen, you think you're right, and I know I am, so let's just leave it at that. You better be thankful I let you actually finish that. <laughs> that is that is a played out line. So, by the time we got the RV, got checked out, we stopped down the road at Lou Malnati's because they had they're a chain and. And you could go a number of places outside of Chicago to get it. So we did. We got the salad. They were super nice because we had to order um, outside of the store because they have an app. They wanted you to do it either online or yeah. It was, we it walked was, up. It was so. like basically just a takeout location. Yeah. So, but the the lady was nice. She came out. The girl came out and and took our you know took our order, took our information, was super patient with us as we were asking all sorts of questions, and then and then even. You know, we had the RV parked across the parking lot, like a, like a hundred yards away, and she's like, "Oh, I'll walk it! I'll bring it over to you guys." Super nice, and that was a fantastic meal. But we finished the meal as it was starting to the sun was starting to set because by that time it was, you know, we didn't get into the RV until well after four. We didn't get out of, oh God, you know, we didn't RV finish up our pickup situation was just the worst. Yeah. There was like an hour yeah, and a half just, there waiting to pick that thing up. Yeah, and they t- we were hoping we were get- we got in early. We we're like, hey, can we come in early to pick it up? And they said, oh no, you cannot. <laughs> we have a line up the wazoo. So they said, if anything, we're going to be a half hour later than our scheduled pickup time. So yeah, by the time we got got the RV, got the pizza, because um, trying to find a place to eat once you pass through security, man, I felt like it was the complete opposite of Helsinki Airport. I was like. It's like O'Hare and Helsinki are like polar opposites. Helsinki has nothing past security <laughs> and everything before it. O'Hare has nothing after security and everything inside. You know, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, O'Hare is a is a connecting airport. I mean, that's that's it's a you know, a large chunk of it. It's a hub. So whatever. But anyway, so we had like a sandwich and like some fruit and a drink and, and some very like, expensive fruit and a drink. Yeah, whatever. So we do all that. We get we get pizza. We finish up dinner. But by the time we finish up, it's like it was probably what getting close to seven, if not past seven o'clock. Yeah. And we still needed to get to Walmart. We still needed to do some food shopping and get you know, you know some you know like water bottles, like things for the trip that we were gonna. Yeah, need. it was getting dark by the time we even really got rolling. Yeah, it was it was pretty much the sun had set by the time we left Walmart, and we were only an hour outside of Chicago at that point. And it was a hopeful that, hey, if we got in early, you know, maybe we could get it. We could be on the road and we could be, you know, we could be like somewhere in, you know, Omaha by, you know, by sunset. And instead we were still like a state and a half away. <laughs> so it was just not a great start. So you drove through the night, kind of. And yeah, I made a brief I was... two hour stop to crash. <laughs> Yeah, so we had a sweet RV, like Andrew said. It had 184 miles on it when we got it. 
It was brand new. It's a cab over. So it was built on a Ford F450 truck platform. A Class A motorhome. And it was an E450 van body. Oh, did I? What did I say? Oh, okay, okay. So, but it has the it has a nice big, probably I guess so. I you you know honestly it was probably in width similar to if not a queen probably like between a queen and a king size up top. Yeah, it had that much space, and so I slept up there for the trip. You guys slept in the back the back room, and Mike took the couch. Like a trooper. Even though I kept insisting. I'm like, Mike, switch with me at least for a few nights. Like, get some sleep up here. It's much more comfortable. He's like, no, I need my drivers all rested. <laughs> it's like, all right. Whatever you say. But I'm like, if you want to switch, let me know. Because I can sleep anywhere. That won't bother me to sleep on the on the couch. But, so you drove, you basically drove the whole way through Illinois, Indiana, no, Indiana's poor Illinois. Illinois, Iowa, uh, and early Nebraska. into Nebraska. Yeah, and then we switched because by that time it was, it had gotten into be early morning, and I started driving. So, but we made it to Denver by that evening, which was good. I mean, you know, I think I think the prime situation could have been, we land early, get the RV early, get on the road early, get to Denver by. You know, we left on we left on a Wednesday morning. Get to Denver by Thursday, maybe like late morning, mid late morning, and then maybe have part of a day to well. Le- Leslie also check th- stuff. Up. Leslie also threw a curveball that stretched out our trip out there a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I'd like to see Kansas, but it's like but th- yeah, that was they're big that was, freaking that was... rectangles out there. You, it's not <laughs> just like banking a left and swinging through. Well, I, I think so, someone take Google Maps away from her. <laughs> When we're in the middle of a trip, it's like, if you want to plan it ahead of time, Leslie, that's fine. But I have to say, I have to say, so this is what happens. So I'm driving. Now I'm driving. Are you driving? And uh, I'm driving. Um, and she drops the bomb. Just, you know, um, I've, I've, I've never seen Kansas. And we're, we're not that far from Kansas. Can we go see Kansas? And I'm like, what? What? Like, we're on Interstate 80. Which you go all the way through Nebraska, and then when you get to the western side of Nebraska, you can either continue northwest on 80, and you drive it for another 150 miles, 120 miles, something like that, through the panhandle of Nebraska into Wyoming. But right when you get to that panhandle part of Nebraska, it splits, and 76 starts there. Is it 76 or 70? It is... I forget. 76? I want to say 76. No, it is. To 70, yep. 70 continues through Denver to Kansas, because that's what I took when I transported the car last year. I drove through yeah. Kansas on 70 back up. So 76 takes you from Nebraska into Colorado into Denver. And so that's what we were going to do. We were, But, you know, the, the way the time was, it was like, oh, we're not going to get into Denver until, like, late afternoon at this point. So, so when Leslie says, could we go to Kansas? And I'm just like, what are you, what are you? It's so only my 50 mind, miles out of the way. In my mind, I just wanted to go, why are you dropping this now? What the heck? What are you doing? So in my mind, I'm like getting like... And then I just... I stopped. It's like, wait a minute. We're in an RV. And part of the appeal with an RV is... You know, 
unless you unless you have like a a plate like a KOA that you're staying at or you know place that you need to get to by a certain time which we really didn't have I mean Denver was just we just wanted to get to Denver by Thursday at some point at this point because we got a late start the beauty of an RV is you just go where you want to go for the most part and so after about 10 or 15 seconds of stewing in my brain I'm like I can't believe I'm saying it now what you doing and of course, like, cause, cause you were sleeping, and I've got Mike, who's not, you know, not an experienced navigator. So now I got to try to figure out while I'm driving, okay, where do I need to get off? Um, the good thing is, is that as you're driving along Interstate 80, as you get through kind of that central part of Nebraska, it dips south a little bit. So I forget what town it was in. Um, you could look it up on the map, Andrew. I don't know. Kearney. Kearney, exactly, exactly. It was Kearney. So in Kearney, Kearney, Nebraska, is where I eighty dips down to its lowest. So right at Kearney, we got off because the other key about that is that Route thirty four goes across Nebraska, and a lot of it is close to eighty. But when you get to Kearney, Route thirty four going westbound starts heading a little bit southwest. So if you are going to go to Kansas, getting off in Kearney and heading to 34, and we were looking at uh, Route 34 takes you right close, almost into Kansas. I mean, we say almost, it's like less than a half mile. When you get to the town of Hagler, you're like about a quarter mile to three-eighths of a mile away from the Kansas border. So, you know, we looked at it and said, you know what, this is not a big deal. In fact, if anything, it actually adds a little bit of excitement because... We'll take 34, we'll go into Kansas, and then we'll get right back on 34. Uh, or even go down to 36 and just take, like, these, these like, kind of Hicktown state highways that take you through, I mean, you talk about flyover states, this is, like, the epitome. These are flyover areas, but to see, like, these little towns is, is pretty cool. So, so you know, after looking at the map, I'm like, you know what, it's really not that big a deal to, to, to go to Kansas. So now, Leslie wants Kansas. Andrew and Mike, they're fine with it. And I'm like, all right, you want to see Kansas? We'll go to Kansas. I'll show you Kansas. I'll show you Kansas. So we're looking at the town of Hagler, which is the farthest southwest before you get to the panhandle of Nebraska. It's this little town, and it really is little. And there is, I mean, that place is like a almost a ghost town. It's like borderline ghost town. And so everyone says, oh, there's Route 27. That takes you right there, south into there, Kansas. There, there goes our Hagler, Nebraska fan base right out the window. Just blowing a hole right in. Sorry. Sorry, Hagler. We, we really do love you. You just need some help. Is it Hagler or Hagler? Uh, the Hagler. Hagler. If it, 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 honestly, uh, you know, someday this podcast ever does anything and someone who lives in western nebraska happens to know it is drop us a line. it is the cornerstone of nebraska according to their welcome sign okay, okay. next to a unfortunately next to a flat unfortunately straight road that, unfortunately that cornerstone is crumbling <laughs> so 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 everyone was thinking oh we'll just take 27 because it literally is, it's actually the south side of the town of Hagler 
is a few hundred feet from the Kansas border. So taking 27 south, even if we just go in past the state line, turn around and be like, hey, we crossed it off. Yep. But Been done. But I had, as I was zooming around that, that map, and I'm looking at the map, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, how would we do this? Is there a way that we can go in to Kansas without having to backtrack? And there was. And as I zoomed in and out, a little turquoise teardrop popped up. And it was the Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska tripoint marker. Kokisney. And I click on that. And I was reading. There's, it's got a 4.7 rating on Google with 17 reviews. And I was reading how it's a really cool, isolated little spot where these three states meet. And how you can drive there. And technically, it's on someone's private land. Which is interesting because you'd have to have private land in, what, three different states? How does the taxes work on that? Um, but when I looked and I zoomed in enough, I could see that from the town of Hagler, if we passed Route 27, there was lines that paralleled the Kansas-Nebraska state line for a while. And then they just turn south and just go into Kansas. And then once you get into Kansas, they turn west and they go into Colorado and then when you get into the state of Colorado, it turns north, and it takes you within a few hundred feet of the tripoint marker. And so I looked, and my next question is, can you actually get an RV down this thing? <laughs> and, you know, it's it's all dirt roads. Um, but people were like, oh, yeah, the roads the roads aren't bad. Just make sure you go when it's not, you know, make sure it's not washed out. And they're, <laughs> it's not bad. And I said, all right. I said, all right, we're, well, we're going to, we're going to, it's, hey, we got an RV. It's adventure time. We're going for an adventure. And the great thing is I don't tell anyone. They don't know we're going to the tri-point marker. They don't know where we're going. They don't know what roads we're taking. Are we going through? Oh, I guess we're not going 27. Okay. What's this? Why is this road dirt road? Why okay. are we turn? Why is this turning? Why are we turning off here, James? Why are we turning into like a big cattle field? Why are we crossing cattle gates? And then, of course, as soon as you get to Colorado, you turn to, you turn into Colorado, and there's just like this field of, was it like a field of poppies? It was just like this field poppies. of lavender or something. Poppies. I don't know. Yeah, I forget but, what flower you know, was. It's Colorado. Yeah, so, that was and, far flung. I think would be the the definition of that. We were <laughs> in a far flung place. And then we get to the tripoint marker, and the direction we were driving, the actual road, it was just a driveway, really, to get to the marker. You had to do, like, a hard right turn. It was, it was a sharp turn. And I was like, oh. Andrew's like, no, we can see it. That's good enough. Let's keep going. <laughs> of course, the deposit's under his name. So, of course. So, I'm looking, and I go, no. I'm like, we can drive that. We just have to do, like, a five-point turn. He's like, what are we going to do? How, how many there? times on this but, trip did I go, not my deposit? <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually, it had a nice big circular place to, it wasn't hard to get the RV yeah. there. I mean, if you know, it, if, if it was wet, it was like. if it was wet, that would have been a disaster. Yes. Yes. If it was, and that's the thing they said, like they said, if it, if it's, if the roads are washed out or if it's wet, you know, the, it could be tricky, but if they're dry and they were, yeah. so, so that was like our first adventure. That was before we even got to Denver. And then, yeah. And then the adventure continued. And then, 
But the nice thing was 34 through Eastern Colorado. Yeah, 34 through Eastern Colorado was, was a really nice drive. You drive through the town of Ray, Ray, Colorado. That was interesting. Um, they had, you saw some pretty early, uh, what do they call those formations? Buttes. Not hoodoos. Buttes. Yeah, I guess buttes. But, yeah. So, RVs are great because, you know, we didn't need to be at a hotel by a certain time. We didn't need to be, you know, we could change, we cha- we, and we did, we changed our itinerary a few times on that trip. Yeah. Yeah, because we were supposed to stay uh, longer in Colorado and then we bailed because of the weather turning. Yeah, that it was that, and because it made more sense to, um, you know, we did we were able to do Rocky Mountain National Park. Then the next day we went to Breckenridge. We hiked up Breckenridge, and then we finished the night. We we boondocked at a uh, actually no I'm sorry we did yeah we did two nights in Denver, Rocky Mountain National Park. Then the, then after the second night we went to Breckenridge. We had an we had a fantastic breakfast brunch in idaho springs or idaho falls i'm sorry and then uh hiked breckenridge um and then got to glenwood springs we didn't quite get there we stopped at a rest area and boondock there the 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 best boondocking location of the trip that was that was pretty although i don't know i mean rivet rivet finding the rest area outside of bryce canyon was pretty on point that was i think that was more i think well i think they were both pretty equal they were both pretty equally epic in finding because because we were getting tired the day we were getting to bryce canyon and we were like we just need we were like ready to just pull off the side of this main road and just like if there was just a place where you could pull off that was like more than 10 feet away from the road we were just ready to just park it for the night and stay there and mike found a rest area that was just a few like what two or three miles outside of the entrance to bryce national park and it was just a nice big rest area not a lot of people there we just pulled in the rv and parked it so should we save the rest of this for a part two i guess because we've already pushed we're already well past the 45 we were talking about all right well, not really, because the first, we only did about maybe a 10 to 11 minutes on the first one. And then, so we're at, we're right at about 40, 46, yeah. 47 right now. So let's, let's, let's call it so. there, because that's pretty much the first half of the trip, and then we can talk a little bit about the second half of the trip. And So can, are people going to actually wait for that? Yeah, it'll be out in three years. So yeah, we can just do like this a part one and a part two. Just break it up yeah. into two and let people digest it. You know, every year I'm going to get this like ding on my credit card for, for the podcast hosting. And it'll be like, oh, I should shut that off. Oh, well, we'll do another one at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and shut her down. All right.